0: This is Holy Family School of Faith.
1: Welcome to our Rosary Meditation. I am blessed to be with a very special guest, a very special friend in this meditation, Sister Susan Piper. She has been my spiritual director since 2003, and I have gained such immense wisdom from her. Sadly, I have not grown in holiness, but she's still working on me. We are going to do this meditation together today, but also very soon, we are going to release a weekly 30 minute podcast in which Sister Susan will share with you the most important principles of the Catholic spiritual tradition in a very practical way. So look for that coming. I also want to let you know that on October 7th, the Feast of the Most Holy Rosary, the Feast of the Victory of Mary, I will be giving a talk on the power of Our Lady's intervention in the world at 6.30 p.m. at Queen of the Holy Rosary Church on 71st in Metcalf, followed immediately at 7 p.m. with a rosary procession down Metcalf. So come out and join us for that. So, let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's call to mind all those we've promised to pray for, especially for Jeannie Sherman, as she is growing ever closer to her entrance into paradise.
2: I know today is the day after Padre Pio's feast day, but I I feel the desire to share with you a story that I heard, um, probably in the 1980s when I was in Rome. Uh, Father Salvatore, uh, who helped, he was the founder and is the founder of the Apostle to Life, and Tiziana and I went with him to visit a dear friend of his, Father Mario Pimpo, who was the head of the office of the clergy of the Diocese of Rome. And Father asked him, tell, their, tell your story to the girls here. They need to know how you became a priest. You could tell he kind of hesitated about it, but he began to tell us that story. And he said that he was a young military man in in Italy, and he and his fellow military guys decided to go down to San Giovanni Rotondo because they had heard about a famous priest, Padre Pio, and they just wanted to go check it out. And they go down there, and if you wanted to see him, you had to get up very early in the morning and be in the square between the convent, the Franciscan convent, and the church. So... Uh, they were there, and you can imagine young soldiers who had uh, probably red bloodshot eyes and here in the midst of this crowd. And lo and behold, uh, a Franciscan comes out of the convent and is going towards the church when Padre Pio stops in the middle of the crowd and goes towards this young man. And when he gets to him, he takes his, his hands into his hands and he looks him straight in the eyes and says, Mario. One day, these hands will work for our Lord. Mario was shocked. He was shocked, first of all, because how did he know my name? And secondly, what does he mean my hands will work for the Lord? Does that mean I'm going to become a priest? No way. And he thought, Padre Pio, è pazzo. Padre Pio is crazy. <laughs> Padre Pio moved on, and so did this young man, went back to Rome. And he became very pensive, obviously, after that conversation. And one day he was... Uh, Going by a church figure in Rome and decides to go into the church and there's no one there and he proceeds to pray and Suddenly hears a voice that says Mario move from here and He looks around doesn't see anyone. He thought well, maybe I'm imagining it And then he hears it a little bit louder Mario get out of here The third time he recognized Padre Pio's voice and so he got up and moved a little bit and he said if I hadn't moved I don't know if I would be here telling the story because what happened was one of those wrought iron chandeliers in the church came tumbling down exactly where he had been kneeling. He said, obviously that fact impacted me. And I knew I needed someone to help me to figure out, we'd say to discern what God wants from me. So he found a priest who became his spiritual director and after some not a long time he decided to enter the seminary of Rome, and that's where he and Father Salvatore met and uh, became friends. Well, fast forward years, he's ordained a priest, he's in his first assignment at least, and decides to go back, back down to San Giovanni Rotondo. Now, here we're probably about end of 1950s, beginning of 1960s, because if I'm not mistaken, Padre Pio died in 1964. 68. Thank you. And... um, so he goes down there, and of course the crowds are bigger than ever, and he's in the midst of that crowd early in the morning, and again sees this Padre Pio walking from the convent, now elderly. And Padre Pio again stops in the crowd and goes towards Mario, picks his, up his hand and places them in his hands and looks him straight in the eyes and say, says, Padre Mario, now these hands work for our Lord, so Padre Pio non era pazzo, because Mario had just thought that, that Padre Pio was crazy. He hadn't said it. And he added, Padre Pio added, Mario, Father Mario, now you will do a lot of good for priests. And in fact, towards the end of his life, uh, Father Mario was placed in the, in the office of the clergy to help the clergy of the Diocese of Rome, and that's where we met him. And everyone, all the priests knew uh, that he was the man to go to for any sort of help that they needed. He saved loads of priestly vocations. Well, fast forward a couple months after that, we run into him at the Vicariate of Rome, and it was during Lent, Lent, and I can still remember joking around with him and saying, Father Mario, you're really fasting a lot this Lent, and he laughed, but little did we know that he was sick with cancer and he passed away sometime later, not much long later than after that. So we asked Father Mario's help in, uh, as we pray this rosary, and... Uh, We ask him and also Padre Pio that we can go forward in our journey of holiness.
1: Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
2: Give us this day our daily bread and
0: forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation Now, now and at, at the, the hour, hour of our death. death. Amen. Glory
1: be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
0: As it was As in the, was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and ever shall be. World without, without end. Ending. Amen. O oh, my Jesus. Forgive us our sins. Save us from, from the, fires the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in need of thy mercy. mercy.
2: You know, sometimes we might think these people like Father Mario, Padre Pio, Saint Giamma and others that had mystical experiences, that they had an easy way to grow in holiness and to understand God's will. But I think they would be the first people to say that that is not the easy way at all. It's actually more difficult when you have extraordinary events in your lives. They would highly recommend following the ordinary path of holiness, which is what we're, most of us are called to and one of the most basic things that we can do and they would they would totally agree with this the one of the most basic things that we can do but most most important is prayer but above all mental prayer meditation daily mental prayer that is the most transforming prayer we have available to us until god steps in with his methodology which is called contemplation and believe it or not We're all called to be contemplatives. We won't get there unless there's an extraordinary, again, phenomenal that God allows us to have contemplation. But normally it's through the, the ordinary path of daily mental prayer. It is, and I will repeat, the most transforming methodology of prayer that we have in our journey of holiness. You want to be happy, you want to be whole you want to be holy do what you're doing every day with Mike's rosary meditation this will change your life as a great theologian once said when i asked him a spiritual theologian father jordan alman i said to him i've gotten to the point that i share with my spiritual sons and daughters if they're faithful to daily mental prayer the daily rosary you're doing that will become an infallible system of holiness. And he responded, You're absolutely right.
1: Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
2: Give Give us this
0: day our daily bread and and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass trespass against us. now and at the hour of our death,
1: amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
2: As it was in the beginning, is now, and living, shall be, world without end, amen. Oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us
0: from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy.
2: You know, I think they're going to write on my tomb, Susan was fixated about meditation, <laughs> And I feel rightly so fixated about it because I've seen the incredible transformation in the lives of so many people that do it every day. And then I just shared with you, Father Jordan Allman, his confirmation of it. He says, you're absolutely right. It is the most transforming tool we have available to us in our journey of holiness. But as you saw, talking about Father Mario, this priest who uh, was touched by the life of Padre Pio, He heard from Padre Pio that his hands would be working for our Lord one day. But he had to come to that decision, that discernment on his own. So it wasn't enough to have that encounter with Padre Pio. He needed to do other things. And no doubt if Father Mario were here today, and even Padre Pio for that matter, and any saint, they would say, doing mental prayer and meditation is going to help you more than anything else, leave aside the sacraments, to understand what God wants from you today and in the future. And why is that? Think about the Beatitude. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If you see God, you see his will. Well, how can I have that purity of heart? Meditation is a phenomenal way of gaining that purity of heart. Just by the mere fact of doing mental prayer, meditation every day like you're doing now, that is a purification because you're praying and you're in the presence of God and so he purifies you. Then the fact that you attempt to live out your meditation during the day, that's a further purification because you're going against some maybe bad tendencies, maybe some vices you have, slowly but surely. And that brings about purification so blessed are the pure in heart thanks to daily mental prayer for they shall see god
1: our father who art in heaven hallowed be your name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven
2: give us this day our daily
0: bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation now Now and at the hour of our death, death.
1: amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit,
0: as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and ever shall be, world without end, end. amen. O my Jesus, forgive us us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in in most need need of thy mercy. mercy.
2: So, Father Mario was thrown from his horse, like St. Paul, even though St. Paul wasn't thrown from a horse, but anyway, he... He was thrown from his horse in that encounter with Padre Pio. He realized that maybe God is calling me to become a priest or to do something. I'm not sure. He was confused. He probably was assailed by doubts. He was—he—he he didn't know exactly what to do. So what did he do? He began to pray. He went into the church, and I'm sure he was praying on his own, probably maybe even doing spontaneous meditation. Maybe no one had taught him about it. Who knows? So he knew, and as I mentioned in his story, that by himself, He couldn't go forward. He didn't know what the next steps were. So what did he do? He decided to look for a spiritual father, a spiritual director. That person is probably one of the best friends you'll have in your life. Maybe not the friend that you're going to go out and have pizza with. Not in that sense. Maybe also. But he or she is going to be the person that is going to take a true interest in your life to help you to become that man or woman you're called to be, that saint you're called to be. St. John of the Cross, who is a doctor of the church for for the spiritual life, for prayer, I would even think and say for for spiritual direction. And he quotes the Old Testament uh, when he's talking about the importance of having a spiritual guide. And he quotes the Old Testament saying in in Latin, Vei soli, which means woe to the person who is alone. And again, St. John of the Cross was using that with regards to the person who's trying to make it in life without a spiritual guide, a spiritual mentor, a spiritual director, or simply a spiritual friend who can accompany me in my journey as I go towards holiness. Someone who can remind me, encourage me, give me hope, give me good counsel, a good spiritual guide.
1: Lead all souls to heaven, especially those, those the most in most need of thy mercy.
2: The Italians have a saying, quattro vedono meglio di due. Four eyes see better than two eyes. And that's the idea behind the fact of having a spiritual friend, or even better, a spiritual mentor, or even better, a spiritual director, spiritual father. I would say, four eyes see better, and also four ears hear better. I was just at the doctor's today and Fortunately, my sister, my blood sister, Dorothy from California, was available, so uh, she um, was able to FaceTime in and listen to what the doctor had to, and hear and see what the doctor had to say to me. And that was so helpful and so comforting. and, And it's a support, a great support. My question is this. We don't have enough true spiritual friends, mentors, spiritual directors, for all the people that would like to have this incredible grace. Maybe God could be nudging some of you to consider becoming a spiritual mentor. It would be an incredible gift to the people that you would be helping, but even more to yourself. I remember going to a conference in Rome on spiritual direction and the professor was from the John Paul II Institute in Rome. And uh, there was a number of professors, actually. But I was so struck by this priest who gave the talk. Most of the assembly was made up of priests, obviously. Um, but he, he finished his talk, and then he put aside the papers he was reading, and he looked out at everyone and he said, You know, I would suggest to all priests to dedicate some part of their ministry to doing spiritual direction. But not so much for what they could impart to their spiritual sons and daughters, but for what they themselves would receive in doing it.
1: Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
0: Give us this day our daily bread, and and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass trespass against against us, and lead us not into temptation, temptation
1: May God, God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God cast, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl throughout the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you would like to have a spiritual mentor or if you feel called to become a spiritual mentor, please go to our website, School of Faith and we can help you with both of these so let's be apostles of friendship good conversation and the rosary share this with others